This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, calling it coercive, Ohio Congressman Brad Winstrup goes after President Biden's 2021 get-it-or-be-fired vaccination order for feds. A union for federal employees is supporting a bill to make union dues tax-deductible. And most thrift savings plan funds were back in the black in July. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Four federal agencies must provide documentation on how the COVID-19 vaccine mandates were developed and implemented. Ohio Congressman Brad Winstrup, chairman of the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, has opened an investigation into Executive Order 14043, which he suggests was coercive and an overreach. The EO required federal employees be vaccinated against COVID-19 or face potential termination. Heads of the Departments of Defense and Labor, OPM and HHS, must hand over communications and guidance used to craft vaccine policies. President Joe Biden revoked the executive order on May 9th of this year, some two years after it was implemented in September 2021. The disaster relief process could get a whole lot simpler under legislation that's moving forward in Congress. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Under a bill passed by the Senate last week, the Federal Emergency Management Agency would be tasked with developing a universal application for people seeking federal assistance to recover from natural disasters like severe storms, floods, and wildfires. Agencies currently use multiple disaster assistance forms that often take weeks and even months to process. And in addition to the universal form, the Disaster Assistance Simplification Act would allow FEMA to share information on disaster survivors with other agencies to help streamline recovery efforts and reduce paperwork burdens. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. With the exception of the Fixed Income Index F Fund, Thrift Savings Plan funds were all in the black in July, The returns, however, were not as high as they were in June for the most part. The Government Securities Investment G Fund was the only fund with a higher return in July than in June. As was the case in June, all funds are posting positive year-to-date returns. And all but the F Fund are back in the black for their 12-month returns. The Office of Personnel Management offers more resources to federal interns. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. Whether interns stay in government for three months, three years, or three decades, OPM is taking steps to revamp the federal internship program. At a joint event held this week, Education Department Secretary Miguel Cardona offered a group of interns some early career advice. Don't limit yourself to your current goals. Be open-minded. I would also say don't change your stripes. Right now, I feel like I'm making a difference staying true to my values, my core values, and uh, what I wanted to do, which was serve. That event was part of a broader experience program from OPM, first launched earlier this summer, that offers workshops and other events to government-wide interns. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Version 3 of GSA's small business GWAC continues to win over agency customers. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The 8A Stars 3 government-wide acquisition vehicle surpassed $1 billion in total obligations across 600 task orders in just two years. 
The General Services Administration says in the two years since awarding the contract, agencies continue to benefit and 8A firms continue to thrive. GSA says out of the 309 firms so far to receive a task order, it was the first one for 177 of them. Additionally, 37 agencies have used the IT services GWAC so far, and GSA has trained more than 2,600 acquisition professionals from 54 agencies on how to use 8A Stars 3. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The State Department's upcoming AI strategy is looking to build workforce trust in emerging tools. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The department sees its first AI strategy as a follow-up to its enterprise data strategy and Secretary of State Antony Blinken's broader plan to modernize U.S. diplomacy. The department is already using AI tools to help its workforce declassify diplomatic cables and other sensitive documents. Gio Altamirano Rayo, the State Department's chief data scientist and responsible AI official, says the upcoming strategy will focus on how the department can field AI tools in a way that builds trust among the department's workforce. And that's going to guide our implementation of AI in a way that's responsible. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The American Federation of Government Employees urges Congress to take action on a bill that would let employees deduct union dues on their federal income taxes. The Tax Fairness for Workers Act would allow deductions for certain employee expenses, including job search costs, travel, and more. AFGE says the bill would both support unionized workers and restore tax system fairness. The House version of the bill currently has 158 co-sponsors, and the Senate version has 39. The Army takes a step forward in implementing a bring-your-own-device program across the service. Hypori Halo will serve as the new enterprise capability for the Army, Army National Guard, and Reserve Service members. Halo will allow soldiers to securely access Nippernet, email, Microsoft Teams, and CAC-enabled websites from their personal mobile devices. Last October, the Army kicked off a bring-your-own-device pilot with Hypori, with 20,000 initial users. It connects personal devices to a commercial cloud environment where data is stored. In an effort to support mental health and wellness for airmen and guardians, the Air Force started a new cross-functional team aimed at making health services a little more user-friendly. The team will work to break down barriers to mental health care and help service members and their families get access to peer support programs, wellness resources, and post-suicide analysis. The team will include members from the Department of the Air Force staff, Air Force Major Commands, and Space Force Field Commands. One of the Energy Department's premier research institutions is getting a new leader. Stephen Streifer was announced as Oak Ridge National Laboratory's new director last week. He'll start his new job at the lab in Tennessee in October. Streifer currently serves as interim director at SLAC National Accelerator Laboratory in California. He had spent 24 years at Argonne National Laboratory in the nation's capital, where he helped lead DOE's response to COVID-19 during his time as deputy director for science and technology. You've no doubt heard that the State Department is taking longer than usual to issue or renew passports as it faces a major backlog of applications. Now lawmakers are asking the Government Accountability Office to get to the bottom of these delays. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton is leading more than a dozen of her colleagues in calling for the GAO to investigate. Lawmakers are asking GAO to study the root causes of these delays and whether the department has the workforce and technology it needs to issue passports in a timely manner. 
The department, meanwhile, says it will return to pre-pandemic passport processing times by the end of the year. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 